With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy sports simplified. All you have to do is pick your favorite player over and unders to cash in. Head on over to PrizePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match. And next, we're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head on over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. And next, we're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that allows you to sync your fantasy football league and bet on head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or head on over to BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Fantasy.com slash SGPN. And finally, we're brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends to join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's S-O-B-E-T slash SGPN. And speaking of download apps, do not forget to download the SGPN app. It's your home for all of our free picks and podcasts right there in the palm of your hand. Download the SGPN app wherever it is you download apps. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to a very special edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast, a.k.a. the Gum- Gumby and the Juice on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Jeff Fox, a.k.a. the Juice, a.k.a. Juicy Jeff, a.k.a. Juicy J. I'll introduce Gumby in a moment. Why is this a special, very special episode, you wonder? They used to say that on uh, like sitcoms in the 80s and stuff when they were going to have a serious episode or like someone dies or or the uh, uncle who's an alcoholic comes. Um, but on this very special episode, it's not going to be a serious one. It's because it's episode 100. Hooray for us. Triple digits. Um, and all the haters said we wouldn't make it past episode 87. But here you go. Episode 100. And, of course, I'm going to have to dedicate this to all our amazing fans out there who made this happen. Of course, even though we do all the work and all the research, you know how much work goes into this show. You can tell uh, week by week how much work we put into this. Um, despite us doing all the work, I'll, I'm still giving you guys and gals because there's about one and a half gals listening. I still give you all the credit for listening to our podcast. I just looked it up. 59 different countries have listened to our podcast this year. So no matter where you are in the world, thank you for tuning into this here haphazard, thrown together, slapdash podcast which gives you amazing picks and even more amazing banter so let's start some banter i'm going to introduce the gumby of the gumby and the juice duo um he's the most lovable loser around everyone still loves him even though he's a loser when it comes to picks um and i love him he's my best friend in the whole wide world 
like when Ralph said he was going to marry Lisa, I feel like that episode happened here and Gumby's going to scream out, I don't like you and not going to marry you. That thing, so. <laughs> it's Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. That's, that's a, that's a good, uh, Simpsons reference. I would first say, uh, and I would you, follow you up. Choose I was you. just going to say you chose, cho chose me for this, uh, for this gig co-host thing. So yeah, yes. it's very, very fitting. You just stole my joke. Just before yep. I hit it. That's what uh, we're here for. Stepping yeah. on each other's lines and not laughing <laughs> at each other is what we're here for. And, of course, I have to thank Gumby the most also. He's the only a trivia question, uh, answer to a trivia question. He's the only person who's been here for all 100 episodes. He even flew one solo, solo bolo. So big big up to Gumby Vreeland, even though he's a real loser when it comes to making picks. Do, do you know who the uh, how many different people have edited episodes of this podcast? <laughs> One person? <laughs> Just one. You? Yes, Just you. Me. You know yeah. how many people have posted episodes of this podcast? One, me. Well, actually, no, I wasn't posting in the early days. I forgot about that. <laughs> but anyhow, it sounded brag. good. So, yeah, brag. it was a sick brag at one point. Uh, 59, uh, 59 different countries, eh? That's pretty wild. That's not too bad, yeah. No. I, I mean, I'm, I'm shocked. I, don't, I haven't looked at, like, this isn't meant to sound, like, really, like, self- important but i haven't looked Pretentious. at the metrics so the metrics for uh the top turtle podcast in a while uh i know it does all right i know uh i have sponsors who are happy with their sponsorships so i don't look at the metrics like religiously but uh i know it's probably not 59 countries 59 countries is a that's a pretty widespread we're, we're, we're talking about a world that has roughly 200 countries right that, that the un recognizes at least so we're in a quarter of the world. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. In the big would ones, you say, too. Yes. Would you say it's a buttload of countries, perhaps? I'd say it's a buttload of countries. Yeah. yeah. All right. N- name a country, and we'll see. Just random country. Uh, Bosnia. Bosnia. Let There's me lots see. of no. good fighters out of Bosnia. No, that's we don't have any – any no downloads from Bosnia. Sorry. Do you think it's because Mirsad Bechtik retired? Maybe. It's or maybe it's not listed as Bosnia. Uh, <laughs> is it still Bosnia, or is it some other – Herzegovina or something at this point. It, I, I think it's both, right? Isn't it Bosnia yeah, Herzegovina? No, yeah. we don't have any of their surprisingly. Name another one, Dan. Come on, you're uh, ruining the game by picking one we don't have. I'm I'm just trying to think of countries that have MMA fighters right. uh, that we would remember, but like to only have a couple. What, what about like? Do we have any in in like like uh, Kyrgyzstan? Um, that's a good question. Do they have internet? I'm I'm just joking. Of course they do. Everyone has internet, right? Uh. KR, I know that much, right? Is it KR? Yeah, K- KYR. It's the one that, that Valentina Shevchenko's from. Yes, yes. <laughs> that she's going to uh, be prime minister of someday, probably. Um, no. We did have Kenya. Just, did you see she just got an honorary degree uh, from the, uh, it looks like the only university in Kyrgyzstan? Um, oh, what a, that's a burn. And, and it's it's an honorary, I think it's, I don't know what kind, no, but they, they said it's like the official school of Kyrgyzstan, and I was like, oh, that oh, sounds yeah. like, that makes it sound like there's one of them, but then it said something about how it was her second degree from that school, and she had gotten one previous in filmmaking. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just saw videos of her dancing and kissing people and hugging, so that probably was that, right? And yeah, she was that's, dressed that's, up. yeah, that's probably it, sure. And she wasn't shooting guns for once, so I figured right, it was right. something official. That's okay, no, phys- not in Kurtzistan. That's where Fiziev is from, right, too? Yeah, you you ruined the game, not in, uh, not in uh, Kurtzistan. Well, I've got, US... like, every, every country I pick, it's like yeah, w- one, out of, one out of every four I pick would get. So I get two more, and I've got to hit at okay, least fine. one, right? So yep. Croatia had a bunch of fighters for a while. 
Uh, yes. Only okay. two downloads, but yes, Croatia. Okay. Yes. Shout out to Croatia, even if you're not downloading. <laughs> I think it was Crow Cop listening twice. Yeah, there you go. We mentioned him twice. So there you go. I got it one out of three. That, that's pretty good because it, it's, yeah, it's actually one out of four odds. It's a big, big world. So U.S. is first, and then Canada, Germany. Germany's still huge, and it's not just like the one person I was thinking. It was all, it's all over now. It's spread well, like uh, – Well, we just had Dustin Stoltzfus discussion. Right. So, you know. Maybe. It, yeah. it spread like an Omicron tsunami is what it spread like. Um, Australia and then the U.K., so that, that's our top countries. So thank you, anyhow, for everyone for, uh, for listening in and for you choose, choose, choosing us um, to bring it back to The Simpsons. So um, any uh, thoughts on the 100 episodes, Dan? Any uh, favorite moments or favorite part of doing this podcast? I mean, my favorite part of the podcast is always when I hit a big underdog and you don't show up yep. the next week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It happens. It's happened, I, it's happened multiple times, actually. Because it, it's relevant to talking about it here, too, because we got Gerald Mearshart talk coming up. And I'm pretty sure when I hit Gerald Mearshart, yep. I then had to brag about it to uh, to KCP, um, Kurt Chase Patrick, who was filling in that day, uh, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's not and, like, he had, and he had nothing to do with it. Yeah, although he did say I'm, I'm going to give him the same amount of heat as I'm giving you right now about this one. He did yeah. say that it was a ridiculous pick because I had because he did the picks with me the, the episode before too because it was like yep. one of those times you're out for a couple episodes in a row and he was like, no, that's one of the dumbest picks ever. There's no way he beats Mahmoud Muradov. Uh, he says it's the most absurd pick you could possibly make, um, and went as far as to say is like. It was the the pick he was the most sure about on the whole card, and I was like, "All right, cool, I'm taking Mearshart." Um, so yeah, yeah, Mearshart. Uh, Mearshart had a big year, like low key. He did. Like we're, we're, we'll probably do like a, a end of the year awards kind of show at some point in time because we're gonna have to fill in until January. Six episodes, Dan. Yeah, January. <laughs> Although I I will say I looked at that Ryzen card, which is coming yep. out. The it's pretty good. It's New Year's. It's good. It's real good. In um. There's even a, a tough alumni on that card. Um, oh, it all comes back to it. Yeah, Hiramasa Okikobu um, is on that card, which is uh, pretty exciting. And there's a whole bunch of other, like, very high-level – I think it's Bantamweights, but I think they're saying it's at 134 because they do some weird kilogram thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think they're having a tournament, if I'm remembering correctly. And it's, like – it's Kayasu Kara's in it, too, and Hiramasa Okikobu and, and – somebody else it's basically like the fight for the the title that manel cap gave away um right. so so it's like a, pr- a pretty fun tournament all right maybe we'll break that down will rising odds i've seen rising odds before but did they post them in advance very, very far in advance do you know some of the big cards they have like okay the well new year's always big ones so. and yeah like I, I feel like this one's big enough um Right now, there's open FC going on right now. I don't know where that is. Um, I don't see any odds for them yet. I do see odds for both the the card on the 15th and the card on the 22nd for the UFC. Some of these some of these uh, books are trying to get ahead of the game and getting people yeah. in on them fast. No kidding. Have uh, Have you heard of Eswatini, Dan? Eswatini? Yeah. If you guess Eswatini, we have had a had a listener from Eswatini. That's apparently is, a country. Is have you it, ever it, heard of that place? I have not. Is it African? Uh, maybe, yeah, we do have a, quite a few uh, African countries. Uh, Southern Africa. Wow. Listen, look at this guy. There was another well, one, I, I think. I started typing Eswatini into Google. And by the way, yep. first of all, I spelled it right, which I'm pretty proud of. 
And yes. then secondly, the first thing that pops up as far as suggestions is Eswatini human rights violations. Oh, <laughs> that's welcome. Uh, welcome. Hopefully it's some, hopefully it's some of the human rights violators listening in. We, uh, we welcome all dictators on this, uh, on this show. Uh, it's, how about, recent. it's recent too. Oh, Maybe good. we don't talk about that. <laughs> how about Bhutan? I'm assuming. So, so you're just, reading, you're just pointing out how I don't actually know the geography of Africa all that well. No, no. <laughs> we have a listener for Bhutan. I was thinking uh, that sounds like Asian and it is Asian. I was right. Southern oh. Asian country. We had a listener in Bhutan. So the kingdom of Bhutan, B-H-U-T-A-N, the Buddhist kingdom. Oh, the Buddhist like fighting, right? That makes sense. <laughs> Buddhist like they do Wu Tang and all that stuff. All those kung fu movies are always uh, Buddhist monks uh, training and fighting and stuff. It's good, good stuff. Yeah, there you go. Anyhow. Wow, we, we we even we hit some of the small countries. Props to us. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I just named two that I hadn't heard of. The rest I've I've heard of, but there's we got a lot of uh, Azerbaijan and places like that. So well, Azerbaijan Mal- makes a lot of sense because don't Malta. they have tons? Azerbaijan's got like a bunch of up and coming fighters, right? Or am I thinking of? I think they do, but not a bunch. Yeah. We don't say a bunch in this podcast. Now. A buttload. There's a, bu- there's a buttload. buttload. I even have listeners uh, send, sending me uh, Twitter messages with buttload listening in it now. So <laughs> we're bringing it back, y'all. We're bringing it back. Um, all right. I think we uh, – do we kill enough time bragging about how great we are? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think so. This, on, is a really fun card. this is a really fun card to talk about, too, so we should, we should probably get into it. We should. All right. Let me tell you about some of our. Actually, I thanked all you um, listeners for keeping us afloat. But really, it's the sponsors. So let's be let's be honest here. The sponsors are keeping us afloat. So, if you can, uh, any way you can support any of these fine businesses that I'm going to be listing off here, please do. It keeps the lights on in the what's the name of our MMA MMA gambling podcast studios, right? That's right. <laughs> uh, the, the train's going to roll on to read an ad. Tick picks. College football's championship weekends are behind us. Yep. But bowl season is almost upon us, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter. Because Tick Pick, that's T I C K P I C K, not the thing Dan Googles for, but T I C K P I C K, is the original no fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need as your go to for all tickets for NCAA football, NFL concerts, NBA, and more. And we, I think we decide we're going to, uh, next season, we're going to go back to your homeland of Alabama and watch a game, right? That's your right. Homeland. I made it your homeland now. That's, that's, that is that is canon now. That Dan uh, grew up in Alabama and Louisiana for part of his life, so that has become canon in our in our story. I'm sure we'll, it's, we have. It's episodes. more it's more Louisiana than it is, is uh, it? Alabama. Okay. But but anyway, Louisiana is yeah. not as funny to me. It's not as funny. It's okay. It's, is there really much difference between the two? I haven't been to either. Um, they talk slower in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. That's possible, yeah. Way, is it? way slower. Way slower. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nobody's in, a rush in, nobody's in a rush in Louisiana. It's wonderful. No, it's true. <laughs> it's true. All right. Tick pick. They got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their college football tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, Tick Pick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Visit Tick Pick today at tickpick.com slash SGP. That's T-I-C-K pick.com slash SGP. Once again, not what Dan puts out on the internet, the other thing. Um, let's talk about prize picks too, shall we? Prize picks is the easy way to play daily fantasy. Daily fantasy is simplified. You pick two to five players and an over-under on the projections. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Make sure you use promo code SGP, of course, and receive 100% deposit match up to $100. 
It's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks has a ton of stats to choose from, a buttload of stats, it really should say, to choose from, including yards, receptions, touchdowns, fantasy points, and more. I think that's that football thing they're talking about there. Price Picks allows mixed sport entries. You can take the over on LeBron, combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Price Picks offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Price Picks has an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. Price Picks is 4.8 star rated because some jerk must have given them a four. Uh, in the App Store with rave reviews, Price Picks entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. PricePicks.com promo code SGP for 100% deposit match. How did your picks go? I can't. I can't even remember what your picks were, Dan. Did you? Were your price picks good? Uh, I think they were. I took the over on some yeah, heavyweight yeah, yeah. times, and I knew yep. that was good. Man, yep. I, I gotta write them down more often. Yeah, but it's true. They, well, they were good. I hit. Them. They were good. I hit them all. Yeah. All right, there you go. Perfect. Do you have, <laughs> do you have picks? Do you have picks for this week? It's hard sure. though, because sure. who knows so, who's going to be playing? Like, yeah. I, I don't know how anyone is. I said this on just one of the writers, SG, the sports gambling podcast writers. Like, I don't know how people can gamble on regular sports right now, like NBA. It's like a minute before the game, like so and so's not playing now. Like, it's wild. But anyway. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad, especially with a couple of teams. Although the Bulls are back tonight, which is uh, kind of fun. Um, they're yep. in the process of beating the Lakers, which is uh, excellent. No, uh, the the one game I would feel confident in picking things in is uh, the Bears versus the Vikings tomorrow because that's not a rescheduled game. And in addition to it not being a rescheduled game, it's also two teams that haven't really had any COVID outbreak cases. Um, so I'd say uh, you can play with them. Uh, I'll take the over on the uh, receiving yards for Justin Jefferson. That's coming in at 89.5, so I think he breaks 90. I'll also take the over on his receiving touchdowns because they're only asking for a half of a touchdown, which means is Justin, Justin Jefferson going to get in the end zone? Hell yeah, he is. And then I'll actually take the over on Justin Fields' passing yards because uh, while the Bears suck something fierce, uh, I think 180 passing yards is kind of a low projection there. I, I think he's going to have to pass his way out of bad situations. He might have three picks, but he's going to have 180 yards. So over on Justin Fields' passing yards, over on Justin Jefferson's receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. See, Dan knows every sport, everyone. Uh, so make sure, pricepicks.com, promo code SGP for the 100% deposit match. All right. Um, let's talk KSW before we uh, we rub in your um, – the, the fun that we have with UFC. You, uh, I just saw highlights. You watched the pertinent fights at KSW. Yeah, I, I caught them through. Uh, yeah, I, I caught them. <laughs> I'm okay, out. he caught I them. I will say how, how I caught them, but I caught them. Yeah. I was gonna say you seem like you're um, being a little elusive here. All right. Um, you, your Solovich pick. You didn't want to bet him, but you picked him, and he won. So that's good. You picked Parnasi. Did he win? Yeah, Parnasi beat the hell out of Daniel Torres, who not only lost his title, but also had no chance to retain his title because right. he missed weight. Um, yep. So, he, like I said the first time, he had kind of a fluke win the first time, didn't look real great uh, this time, and got that crap beat out of him. There you go. And then Stasiak, did he win? I didn't see the results of that. Stasiak lost, but uh, oh, he, he took a pretty bad beating early in the fight, and then like like a freaking zombie came back and just weathered the storm and like won a late round. Uh, and a whole bunch of people were thinking it was going to win him the fight, but like he didn't do enough early on, so he wound up losing the decision. But looked like an absolute, in the words of Steve Mazzagatti, he looked like a warrior out there. <laughs> good. As as long as they let him die in his shield, that's good. So Leon beat him up, did he? 
He did. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Leon, Leon beat Webster up. Too bad. Um, and the main event, I just saw a highlight. I saw Haladov swarming Solovich, and Solovich just slept him. Yeah, he, he like he got all in his face, and that it, it was just a quick hook, and it just oof put him out hard. So uh, yeah, very impressive. Now Solovich says he's gonna go for the light heavyweight belt too. Apparently, he wants I'd to be I'd let him. <laughs> why not? If right? I was KSW, why not? Right? Like, yeah. it's it's not. What's he gonna harm by going up? It's not like he's gonna lose that fight, and everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, you got a paper champion in your other divisions." He just slept Kaladov, which like, th- dude, you can say what you want about Kaladov's recent record, but like that dude is a very legit fighter. So Soldic is is very impressive. Uh, he seems to have created quite the star for himself where he's at. I'd obviously love to see him against top, uh, some of the top middleweights in the UFC, even some of the top welterweights. I think he'd do better at middleweight in the UFC, but uh, regardless, uh, he's he's very happy where he is, and KSW is going to keep him happy. No doubt. So you went, well, you didn't, you kind of made it, you made, you picked both fighters in the main event, so you got that one right. Uh, so you got the two championship fights right. That's what that's what matters. So. Um, all right. Last night, actually, you did good last night. I shouldn't be bad-mouthing. You went eight and five. You did good. But you didn't do good enough, Dan. I went nine and four, and I won eighty-one bucks. You lost sixty-five. So for the year, I was—I hit my sixty percent, which I was very happy about. I m- made my goal. Dan is stayed at fifty-five percent. I got twenty-one more fights correct than he did. I just sound like a dummy, but I know what I'm doing. I'm telling you, uh, money-wise, is basically five. Uh, actually, I can do the math. It's very five hundred and. Three dollars in my favor, but we both lost. So I figured instead of my name, you can get Juicy Jeff on your face instead, <laughs> in like like fancy script. You mean like what's the one that what does it say on on? Did we ever figure out what it said on Carlos Felipe's face? Uh, uh you mean boys? No, I'm not sure what is boy his boy. It's just boy. It's not boys. It's it, boy. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, no, you're you're getting juicy, juicy Jeff. That would be oh, that would be so embarrassing, eh? To have a juicy Jeff tattoo on your face. Oh my god, that would god. be it would be as embarrassing as getting knocked out by a guy who already has a tattoo on your body. <laughs> yes, it is all right. <laughs> Anywho, um, no one really cares who won between us, Dan. They care that, that if we gave him winning picks or not. And we we had a stretch there where we were we were cooking. Um, we'll start from the top to the bottom. Uh, if Main event, I hit my underdog, Derek Lewis, plus 108. Uh, knocked out Chris Daukis, Daukis, excuse me, three, 336 into the first round um, with, like, just, like, shark in the water, uh, shark uh, smelling blood in the water, swarm on Daukis, and, like, knocked him out, like, multiple, knocked him out on the way down, and then again when, when he was down against Cage. He even used a friggin' tie clinch, which is insane that, that um, Derek Lewis does stuff like that. If... I guess Francis Ngannou is still more terrifying, but, like, Lewis is very close, if you ask me. Yeah, the thing about me with, with like, Lewis is, like, I don't know. It, it, somebody like Surreal Game has is, like, never in danger against Derek Lewis, yeah. right? Like, like so – and that's the thing. Is I, I don't know, and, and maybe we'll find out this January – I don't know that that's ever true against Francis Ngannou, which is why Ngannou is always going to be scarier to me, is that, like, yeah. you don't have a choice to not 
brawl with your, or to not be in the danger zone against Ngannou because Ngannou will bring you to the danger zone. Whereas like Lewis might goad you into it or Lewis might like, you know, find a way to get a lot of people into it, but like, you don't, he's not going to force you into it, right? Like he, he doesn't have enough nuance in his game that he can trick you into coming to his zone. And, and I mean, a lot of people do, a lot of people wind up there. A lot of people wind up hurt, but like, Fucking Alexander Volkov could have thrown three more push kicks and won a fight against him, and then just for some reason didn't. But it wasn't anything like nuanced that that Derek Lewis did. Whereas like Francis Ngannou against Stipe Miocic like kicked the legs, which was weird. We had never seen him do that. He set things up. He moved in and out. He like you know Derek Lewis is is I think more one dimensional in that way. But at the same time, man, it just takes a second and like. I don't know about you, especially as uh, I'll ask you this. As somebody who picked Lewis and like the the winner of mine and your little matchup here was going to be determined by the main event, whether or not Lewis or, or Dawkins won. Did you, after watching like two and a half minutes, think like, oh, Dawkins looks like he knows the right way to approach him? Uh, I don't know about Dawkins's approach. He if he should have just kept leg kicking him, like stuff like that gets. Well, that's what I mean. Like two and a half body kick, like any two and a half minutes, and he was only doing that, right? Like he he didn't he didn't throw any big haymakers. He was only doing that. He didn't rush in anywhere. He wasn't backing up. Anytime Lewis took a step forward, he whacked him on the leg. Like I I watched that and I was like, shit, he figured it out. Good. It's exactly the way I broke it down. And then like a second later, he was like lunging for hooks, and I was like. Oh, this is going to end badly. Um, and I don't know what the change was, and maybe it's just like he started to feel like he found his range, or he started to feel like he was having success. But like the success wasn't that way, so you should have just no. stuck with what you're doing. I wouldn't say it's a low IQ fight move, but it's just like Derek Lewis only takes one very small mistake, and he makes you pay for it. Yeah, the guy, the severe MMA guys. I was listening to them this morning. They were thinking maybe Dawkins. Got clipped by one of his shots and felt how insanely scary, powerful Lewis is, and that he got shook and that changed his style. But yeah, he um, he, he got himself knocked out pretty bad. Like uh, Lewis is scarier to me than gone. Uh, I I don't again. Oh yeah. I, I I don't I don't think he's better than him obviously because he lost him. But yeah, um, he is just frightening when you and he's so quick and athletic too when he explodes. Yeah, surreal game, I would say this, and this is maybe why I, I low-key think the UFC doesn't want him to win. Um, yeah, I can I, see that. I, I mean, I think they're interested in having, like, a actual French champion, and I don't mean that to discredit calling Francis Ngannou a French champion because he's actually born in Cameroon and he spent a chunk of his life in France, but now he lives in Vegas. Um, but, like, I, I think I think they would be cool with having a French champ, but at the same time, I was like, I don't think they really love Gain as a champ because the heavyweight champion has always been like, oh, he's the scariest man in the world, right? Like, that's their claim. Francis is terrifying. Brock Lesnar was terrifying. Cain Velasquez, terrifying. Junior Dos Santos, terrifying. Even Randy Couture, really freaking scary. Maybe not terrifying, but really freaking scary. Surreal Gain, kind of just like, I mean, maybe it's just not the, that the big one-touch knockout power doesn't seem to be there, or he doesn't seem committed to it. But man, you're you're right. Derek Lewis, way scarier, way more what the UFC I think wants in that heavyweight champion spot. Yeah, they want a guy who will take out his jock and throw it into the crowd, right? What a move! And then like, 
So yeah, uh, full disclosure here, and I, I don't mean to – I don't know anything about NFTs. I, I don't know right. – I've never tried to learn anything about them. I, like, tangentially learned something about them because I'm on Twitter and it seems like you can't fucking avoid it. But I don't understand what he meant about turning it into an NFT because I thought the idea of those was that, that they aren't physical things. They're, like, right. digital art. So. Right. How, how is somebody going to turn – unless that was him playing a joke about how funny he thinks they are and how he doesn't understand them either. But, like, it was a really well-done post-fight interview, which is really all we can expect from Francis – or from uh, Derek Lewis. Is like, yes. he, he gets it. He gets what the people want, and he fucking gives it to us. Yeah, he is a good man. He, I'm sending him a, a bucket of Popeyes at this moment for, for helping solidify my, my yearly win. Um one of the things that stood out when I was watching was like, oh yeah, uh, after the fight, like, yep, there's there's levels to this, and I was w- questioning whether Dawkins was at this level, and obviously he he was not. Um, if Lewis is the gatekeeper, no one is getting past. Like, it's gonna be uh, Gain, Nagano, and Lewis, and that's it. Like, no one else will get past this guy, at least at this point. I don't know. I, I will say, um, here's a thought. I, I actually think, and this is what I think should be. Derek Lewis's next matchup. I know people were like, should he get a title shot? No, he shouldn't get a title shot yet. He just lost this real game. Like, he lost let him win. Scott. No, yeah, he, he beat Ngannou, didn't he? He beat Ngannou in like the most boring fight. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry, go ahead. But he just lost the game. So like, should he fight Ngannou yet? Nah, maybe get him one more win. Um, Especially because like, like you said, now some people aren't really sold on Dawkins. So why doesn't he fight? And, and granted, he's already got a fight book. If, Tom Aspinall beats Shamil Abdurakahimov, who I'm pretty sure he's booked for in, like, February or March. If he wins that fight, why not Tom Aspinall, too? Because you're right. Derek Lewis kind of turned it into a gatekeeper-type dude. Yeah. Let Tom Aspinall go fight him. Like, maybe that's the right guy. Because, to, to your point, yes, it did seem like Chris Dawkins, like, maybe wasn't meant to be in there. But, like... You you have to admit that Chris Dawkins looked like more technical and more smart in there than Lewis, which is not always like an amazing thing or a really hard thing to do. <laughs> yeah, what are you trying to say? But, yeah, but Aspinall is that, but also big. You know what I mean? Like Aspinall is like the full big dude, muscly, gonna like. I mean, we just watched him absolutely plow through Andre Arlovsky and like look like he was going to take him down all the way through the cage because he's this big strong dude and like Dawkins like is like 230 and like it's not even like a real jacked 230 it's like kind of a chunky 230 not even not even a real jack you sure about that I'm it's not (laughs) at all it's not at all I'm being kind but like Tom Aspinall is like that dude is ripped and he's, like, a ripped – I don't know what he weighs in at. I would guess, like, probably 250s. But, like, he's, like, a ripped 250. I, I kind of want to see what that looks like against him. Yeah, it looks like he just weighed in his last fight, 249. Um, so, like, Tom Aspinall would be a really good match for Derek Lewis. Um, but, yeah, like, apart from John Jones, Stephen Miocic – Tom Aspinall, I think all of those names are interesting for Derek Lewis, but I don't think he's ready for a title shot yet. Especially because you want, gotta come, you gotta come at him with one of those three round title fights because he ain't about that true. five round shit. <laughs> I, I, I want to know why you're trying to find people to beat Derek Lewis, Dan. Why can't you just love Derek Lewis? I mean, I do love Derek Lewis, but at the same time, like if you're not ready for a title fight, you have to think about 
yeah. what questions need to be answered, right? And the questions that need to be answered right now are, well, you took Surreal Gain, who is a super technical kickboxer, and he beat you. You took a guy who's a little bit less technical and smaller, and he didn't beat you. So we go in between those two. Who's a guy yeah. who's in between their two sizes, in between their two levels of technicality, in between their levels of physicality? And actually, Tom Aspinall might be even a little more physical than, than Surreal Gain. I think it answers a lot of questions about where exactly Lewis is and whether or not he's like a true gatekeeper or some, like you said, some people are going to sneak by him because, you know, our initial instinct is like, maybe he's not a gatekeeper. Maybe he just belongs in that upper echelon of three or four guys who are going to be fighting for the title all the fucking time. Yep. Yep. Very true. Um, And yeah, the title talk is premature, mostly because there's a title fight booked in what a month. Um, yeah. So wait and see what happens there. If he, he's fought both the guys already, he beat one of them, lost to the other. Um, none of them were very exciting fights or anything, but who knows what's going to happen in that fight. Um, it, it never, it's it never, or very rarely is it a, uh, do you get a clean outcome and, and move on? If, if gain beats Nagano, they may want to do a rematch or, or vice versa. So like, um, I think the only, like if Ngano destroys gain, then I guess, they'll move forward but um if gain wins then i i see ingano being next in line for a title shot well i think it it totally depends on the method too right like if gain goes in there and just like pitter patters uh francis and francis can't land his big bomb and it's like a frustrating 48 47 decision after after five rounds yeah like line francis up but like if francis goes in there and knocks out gain in like a minute and a half there's no reason to see the rematch, right? Like, that's all what yep. we thought would happen for the most part. Um, although, did you see Francis is an underdog in that fight right now? No, I haven't looked at the odds yet. Huh. Yeah, somebody, uh, I think they said it on the broadcast, actually, that he is now, I, I think it's just like negative 105 um, right. to like negative 115. So it's like slight, but he is not the favorite in that fight, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, because Gaines probably going to... Um, Pitter, like you said, pitter patter for 25 minutes, and you gotta like you got those chances uh, landing a shot in 25 minutes. Yeah, I also don't think. Uh, I, I mean, like, what I would imagine is that uh, Gaines gonna go in there. And get, this is also not a surreal game versus Francis and got a breakdown, but um, no. I imagine he's going to try to wear out Francis. Um, yeah. And I just don't think you can do that without wrestling. Um, I, I just don't think like boxing wise, you're gonna tire him out. Because uh, yeah. you're going to have to be in the fire and put pressure on him. And I think those are hard things to do. Yep. You know what's hard? Not hard, Dan. My segues aren't, aren't hard because I'm amazing at them now. But you know what else isn't hard? Winning money and boosting your odds at WinBet because that's what they're all about. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Unfortunately, no Alabama, no Louisiana, no Massachusetts, Dan, or Canada. Uh, we're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Plus, WinBet has some brand new bonuses we have been telling you about. New users can bet a dollar and win 100 in any sport. Plus, you can get up to 1500 bucks to free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200%. For example, you bet 100 you get a $200 free bet. Max wager match is 750 bucks. They will match it 1500 And Dan's going to tell you what you should spend your bonus on. Go. 
So I would say that if you are going to spend your bonus on anything, uh, I'm going to go with the Grizzlies tomorrow night. They'll be playing the Thunder. Uh, the Grizzlies, despite the fact that they did lose today to Portland, uh, have been red hot. They had won five in a row before that. Uh, the Thunder kind of suck, and they're only giving up seven and a half points last I checked. So uh, I'll take the Grizzlies to win by eight. There you go. Um, great promos. Odds and payouts are happening right now at Wayne the Bat. For boosted parlays to live in-game odds and every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. And PropSwap. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. NFL playoffs are around the corner, and PropSwap has the best odds on, future, on Super Bowl futures. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other betters, just like yourself. Use promo code SGP. Once again, on your first deposit in PropSwap, we'll double it up to 500 bucks. Double the cash means double the odds. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale, and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. Last week, Joe from Sacramento purchased a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl ticket at odds of 8-1, to one, when sportsbooks are now are only offering 5-1 to one at this point. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Dan, who are you buying a future on to win the Super Bowl? Go. To win the Super Bowl? Yes. I'll take, I'll take my Dallas Cowboys, which will oh, upset the – Oh, what a uh, pick. Yeah. I, they did look good again today. Not their offense. Their offense looked kind of terrible against the Giants. But uh, their defense is looking damn good. Micah Parsons is an animal. I might, I, might get a, I might get a Micah Parsons Defensive Player of the Year future. How about that? There you, that's, that works for me since I've never heard of him because I've fallen out of favor with the NFL apparently. All right. Um, who was on your podcast last week, Top Turtle, again? Ooh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Right, and who else? Uh, Andre Yule. Okay, all right. They both uh, lost decisions. Neither of them got knocked out or a weird abdominal injury. Stephen Wonder, it's true. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson uh, got decisioned by Bilal Muhammad, 30-25, 30-26, 30-26. Kind of a boring fight. Thompson looked very old and not very good in this fight and kind of just accepted being wrestled to death. So we both lost the minus 250. Dan lost on his lock. Uh, so for the year, 19 to 16, which sounds good on locks, but you're down 500 bucks. So, all right. Is, uh, and Stephen Thompson still has uh, title shot aspirations, which I think is now that uh, Glover won. I, he even mentioned Glover on, on your, on your podcast as an inspiration. Uh, Glover is going to cause a lot of problems. Uh, we already had problems with, Old fighters uh, uh, being delusional, thinking they have another title run in them, like Frankie Edgar. I think it's going to be worse now because they have Glover to to point to. Um, Glover is a big story because Glover is the exception, everyone. He's not uh, an everyday thing. So um, there'll be no title runs in the future for Stephen Thompson, at least not the way he performed yesterday. So let let me ask you this because I haven't come down on the side of this question yet. It, do you feel like that fight, uh, which we got badly wrong, because uh, I just could not foresee this happening. Um, I don't think a lot of people could. Do you think that that fight was more Wonder Boy has clearly aged to the point where anybody who can wrestle slightly is going to do this? Or do you think it is more Bilal Muhammad made some really wild gains in the wrestling department since the last time we saw him try to wrestle? 
first of all, yeah, obviously no one predicted this happening because it was minus 250. But um, I, I think, like most answers, it's a bit of a bit of both. Um, most answers to most questions. Um, small cage did not help. Uh, having Muhammad relentlessly wrestling did not help. Um, we figured Thompson has always been a good uh, good at fighting off uh, takedowns. So I don't know what the case was was yesterday. Uh, like I said, probably a little bit of both. He is old, older. He does have a lot of a lot of um, miles on the odometer to speak American speak miles. Um, yeah, and I, it, it's probably just the perfect storm, a, a mixture of of both. Uh, Thompson being, I mean, uh, Muhammad being a dog in there and Thompson just not having, at least not having the wrestling last night. Yeah, I, I sort of leaned more towards Wonderboy being a little bit old and, and not looking himself. Um, because, like, usually his striking looks good enough that, like, people can't get in on his hips that easy. And it seemed like Muhammad was getting in on his hips way too easy. And, Yep. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Muhammad has made huge gains, and I'm just like, you know, I'm off in in my analysis here. But like, I especially after after the fight, I was like, man, Waterboy looks like he's lost his step. And then you hear Bilal Muhammad talking about how he earned a title shot, and that's the only next <laughs> fight for him. But it, you you had that same reaction too, right? Like, yeah, that, funny. That's a wild take, right? Like. Whoa. You should have finished them is what you should have done. If yeah, you or, or and, and not to say just that, right? Because, like, there's very few people who have ever finished Wonder Boy, right? Like, right. To, this, to this date, it's just Anthony Pettis, if I'm not mistaken. But, yep. like, I heard somebody say, I have never seen anybody do this to Wonder Boy, which, like, literally we just saw somebody do this to Wonder Boy. Um, <laughs> Gilbert yep. Burns literally just did this to him. And the other thing, too, is, like, didn't we just watch you get the shit kicked out of you for a round by Leon Edwards before getting poked in the eye? And, like, granted, the poke in the eye stopped the fight way before anything got going. But, like, ultimately, like, how can you earn a title fight over a guy who has a longer winning streak than you and looked good against you, even though it wound up in no contest? It seemed like jumping the gun. I'd like to see the rematch now. Like, maybe he can get Leon to fight him now. Yeah, maybe. But but like he definitely didn't get a title shot. Yeah. No, it's uh it's strange that no one's talked about Wonder Boy being shot until he shows up in Top Turtle last week and then now all of a sudden everyone's talked about him being shot. So anyhow, uh, let's let's move on, Dan. We got that one wrong. Thompson looked worse than expected. Muhammad's wrestling looked better than expected. I think is is it in a nutshell. Um Manalimos, uh, uh minus three fifty. We hit this one, but it was it was a tough one to hit. Uh, Angela Hill was very game in this fight. It was a split decision, twenty eight twenty nine for uh, for Hill, thirty twenty seven for Lemos because Douglas Crosby was judging that fight and he gave her three rounds to nine, which is I don't see any, any way how that happened. And then twenty nine twenty eight, so which is the correct score for Lemos. Um, yeah, Hill was like I said, she was a dog in there to to steal that that phrase again. This is probably a good uh, – I was talking about Lemos getting herself uh, into position to be a title challenger. This is probably a type of fight that she needed, a um, fight that she really had to had to grind out a win, and basically it came down in the last round. Yeah, it, it did for uh, – at least for for two judges. Um, Douglas Crosby is a treat, man. I, I will say – like, I, I, so I definitely scored that middle round for Angela Hill. Um, right. I, I think it was pretty obvious for Angela Hill, but I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's as egregious as people are talking about being that one judge, uh, scored it for Lemos. 
I, I mean, like, I, I do think Hill won it. I think Hill won it fairly clearly, but it wasn't like, it's not like Hill dominated in that round either. Um, right. and, and I think ultimately, I, I think the judges got this one right when you consider uh, scoring by damage and scoring by, like, you know, ability to finish the fight and shit like that. Like, if you actually read the criteria, it's hard to make a claim that, that Angela Hill won that third round. No. So I, I, I was... I was pretty confident going to the judges' scorecards that Lemos should win. Um, but, of course, it was one of those fights where you just, like, can't trust the judges to know the criteria well enough. Um, <laughs> so, so I was a little bit worried. It's their job, but, yeah. This is their literal job. But unless it's uh, that one guy that Sean Sheehan has on uh, right. the Spear MMA podcast once in a while. Um, yeah. what, what's that guy's name again? He's great. I ben Cartilage. Yeah. Yes, ben Cartilage. Yes, yes. Yeah. Unless it's Ben Cartledge, you, like, can't really trust any of them. So no. um, I'm glad they got it right. Lemos uh, certainly should have won that. Yeah, the, the right person won it. Um, so, yeah, any uh, people in mind for her next? Like, yeah, I, and upwards to her, I, for her? I want right? to see her fight Tisha Torres. Um, sure. Like, uh, immediately after watching it, I was like, it would be really fun to watch her fight Tisha Torres because Torres has got, like, a high pace. She doesn't go away. She's also not a big knockout threat, so, like, she would get in Lemos's face. She also doesn't get knocked out very often, which is interesting for Lemos because Lemos, like, almost knocked out Angela Hill. I, I feel right. like that front kick is not getting to play at Audu because that was a crazy moment in that first round. By the way, this one fight of the night, did you realize that? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's okay. It was it was action-packed. She, she also hit her... Not as flush, but hit her with the front kick in what the third round too, I think. Yeah, later in the I fight think, at least. Yeah, I think I liked. Um, I, I think I liked Jordan versus Yule more. Yeah, that was. I think. Yeah, I that, think ultimately right, because yeah. that one was not. I, I think they wound up giving it to Lemotion Hill because it was the closest decision. Um, yeah, whereas like Jordan, it, Jordan, it, yeah, Jordan had clearly won. So, uh, yes. yeah. So, um, yeah. Interesting that, yeah. that that one won a uh, bonus there. Yeah, it wasn't egregious to steal uh, steal your phrase, but yes, yeah. it was uh, it, it, it was definitely in the running. Uh, put it lightly. All right, uh, so we got that one right. Hooray! So I've uh, gone two and three. Yeah, the main card I did, I did good on for for uh, a change. The past few weeks I've been struggling on the main card. So um, what was next? Oh yeah, Miguel Angel Torres uh, beat. Rafael. Oh no, I'm sorry. It, it was Ricky Simone uh, beat Rafael Asenso. He he's not lanky enough. Uh, the hair is there, but he's not lanky enough. Um, no, he's built like a soda can. <laughs> yes, he is. And he was fighting a guy who was built like a soda can, basically. Um, he won KO punches second round two fourteen. Uh, he started the fight the way every fighter should start, really, uh, with a dick kick because it's not going to get. You get one. Yeah, you might exactly. Well you get at it. least one. So why not right away deplete the guy's uh, health bar? If it was a video game, his health, his health bar went way down after the the dick pick, dick kick, um, <laughs> dick pick, dick pick kick. Um, yeah, but he, yeah, he, this one I think went the way we predicted. But we thought Simone was just going to be too good for a uh, over the hill Asunsa who's been on the shelf for a very long time. I'm still laughing at you, Freudian slipping dick. Yeah, I know. I'm so like I'm so into so into that, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, it, it went a little bit the way I thought it wanted it was going to, but it didn't end the way I thought it was going to. Uh, I, I thought Simone was just gonna like absolutely wrestle the hell out of him. Right. Um, and he did early in like a couple of nice takedowns early, and like pressure was there exactly what I thought it would be. 
I did not see the big knockout coming. That shocked me. Um, Cause not like Ricky can't hit and not like Ricky can't crack a little bit, but like, and, and maybe, I guess maybe it's him being old and washed, but he's got like go, coming into this fight. Simone had, had 18 wins and only five knockouts. Um, and a yep. lot of them were real early in his career when you're fighting like scrubs on the, the regional scene, like his first four fights were knockouts. So like, since then, he has two knockouts, and one of them was Rafael Asuncao. So, yeah. uh, you know, like a pretty surprising finish for me. I definitely wouldn't have taken Simone by finish. Um, but, hey, hats off to him. Really good win for him. Very, very good win. Like you, like you brought up, and I agreed, uh, last episode, he he's definitely is a guy who's getting slept on. Unfortunately, he wasn't slept on by the, the Lankers because uh, they had him at, what, minus 260 or something like that. But, um yeah. But the general public seem to be sleeping on him. I'm looking up the rankings I run on MMA-Manifesto.com. You're probably going to have to type in thesportsdaily.com slash MMA-Manifesto.com at this point because we switched servers. But Simone has jumped up to six now, right behind Marlon Vera, right ahead of Corey Sanhagen. Do you have a name for him next? Um, I mean, like, there's a bunch of them. I actually – this may be too large of a jump for him based on where he is in the UFC's rankings, although I don't know where he'll be on Tuesday when they release the, the updates. Yeah, he's not ranked. Uh, yeah, he's not ranked now, but I bet you he's going to be in the top 10 or oh, game. You're close so, to yeah. it, uh, after beating number 11. Um, I kind of think him versus Dominic Cruz would be a really fun fight. Yeah. Um, yeah Because he's fast and he's strong and he's got good wrestling and, like, Cruz got cracked by Pedro Munoz and almost knocked out. Like now we've seen Ricky Simone can actually knock you out. So like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that one. Sure. And you said the word that we don't say in this podcast. You said a bunch, Dan, we don't, we don't use we say that a expression, right? <laughs> a but, we say a buttload. Correct. All right. Um, we hit that one, right? This was our little hot stretch here where we were, well, not a little hot stretch. We both did good last night where we were cruising. Uh, Matias Gamrot, my lock pick came through for both of us, minus 189. So locks on the year, I ended up 21 and 12, better than Dan, of course. But down money, just the same, 142. So you beat me nowhere, Dan. Locks, I beat you. Correct picks, I beat you. Money, I beat you. You had a good yep. year. I, I had a, I had yep. a pretty slow you had a good year still anyway. I had a, I had a pretty slow stretch in there one place. You made it very interesting at the end, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, it was right. a hot – that last, the last four events I'm pretty happy with. Yes. Um, yeah, Gamrot, uh, the, kind of a weird finish. Uh, he, he looked very good, so it, you don't want to take anything away from him. But TKO, submission, knee to the body. So I don't know. It was hard to tell if Diego Ferreira got hurt on the uh, on the takedown attempt because Gamrot was like relentless, like a he, like a dog on a bone. Wouldn't uh, he, he was just on him the whole fight, uh, trying to take him down, or if he got injured on the knee to the ribs. But regardless, um, he, he said no moss and. Gamrot went to put him in a chokehold before the ref stepped in to, to stop the fight. So, like I said, weird finish, but um, Gamrot definitely, if it was an injury, Gamrot caused it, and he was the rightful winner here. Yeah, Plus, we picked him. So, Do, do you remember the, one of the props I gave out was uh, Gamrot submission uh, plus 1,100? Oh, really? Yeah, it was plus 1,100, um, which is – that's just such a bummer. Cause, like when he, he grabbed the neck. I was like, oh, he tapped you down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technically, yes. <laughs> but that's, that's not the that's... way they read it. They TKO yeah. injuries. So uh, yeah. 
most books will score that uh, by knockout. So uh, he looks great, though, that being said. Like, that dude yep. is uh, – he's an animal. He's He is – and I said this on the last show – he is 1000% being slept on in this, uh, yep. in this lightweight division. I think he could beat guys. Uh, I, I'm going to say this. I think he could beat guys in the top five right now. Yeah. Well, I think we did. Was he the guy we went through? I, and yeah, we, we tend to do this a lot of episodes go through. Can he beat that guy? He beat that yeah. Guy? But yeah, I, I like, agree. I, um, I, I would think about picking him over Michael Chandler. I'd like, I, I would put a real thought into like, if you put him in there with Michael Chandler, I would be like, uh, I think I would take Gamrot, especially because you're going to get me wild plus money on it. But like, yeah, it, it's enough that like I might even pick him in the proverbial gun to your head pick. Oh, here we go. The gun to the head is back. Um, you, you think he he's going to get a, na- a number beside his his name um by next next go round since he he beat a guy that was ranked. But yeah, um, obviously he's left on. We got him for minus one eighty nine. He was fighting uh, a guy who was on a two fight losing losing skid and hadn't won for a while. So uh, I think our days of of getting him at a at a nice number are probably through and, until he fights someone really way up there in the food chain. Yeah, I I think so too. Um, and I I think he should be ranked. I to be clear, I thought he already should have been ranked. He's been he's been in my list for the last three or four months or something like that. Like, I, I've had him in my lightweight top 15 submitted to the UFC. So he's getting votes. He always has been getting votes, or at least vote. Um, yep. And uh, I think, yeah, I, I think the rest of my fellow panelists will come around now that uh, that he he de- decimated Diego Fajardo like that. And he already got his his uh, prospect loss, uh, UFC jitters out of the way with, with his uh, debut. He didn't season. lose. No, he didn't just, lose that. He didn't lose. All oh, right. Okay. Plus, he didn't lose that fight. Even better. Um, Darren Elkins lost the next fight, Dan. He now, lost. This, bad. That was bad. Now, now, he finally he looked said, like Darren Elkins um, should look. <laughs> no, Cub Swanson was a sniper. Holy moly! Just like taking him apart um, with his beautiful family in the front row. I'm sure. Um, come to work and watch Daddy beat someone up. Um, TKO spinning wheel kick and punches two twelve into the first round. Um, no, you, you were saying how it was going to come down to Lewis, but actually, it, um, Cub Swanson is the one who who iced this iced the yearly victory for me. Um, if he had lost, then it would have came down to to the last fight. So, I, regardless, I, I'm still sending Derek Lewis a bucket of chicken because he lost Popeyes. I I'll send um, Cobb and and Kenda or is it Kendra? 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 Kenda? Kendra Perez. I Kendra, believe. right? I'll send him and Kendra a a nice uh, fruit basket for uh, for Christmas for locking up the yearly win for me. But yeah, um, what can we say? It was very impressive uh, victory by Cobb Swanson minus two ten. Um, like is a very methodical yet <laughs> he won spectacularly with the spinning wheel kick and punches. But yeah, and Elkins is not an easy guy to put away either. So uh, easy guy to make bleed, but not an easy guy to put away. Yeah, he got a performance bonus for this one too, worth noting. Right. Uh, yep. And I would just say, like, yeah, he he put together a complete performance because despite the fact that we joke about Darren Elkins's age and all the quote unquote damage he has taken, uh, I just think uh, putting him away is still really hard. Um, yep. So to do it the way that he did it, and to not rush in stupidly and tire himself out at any point in time, like he just backed right. away and picked him apart again like really mature performance by Cub Swanson, which isn't terribly surprising, but also a very technical performance by Cub Swanson, which is, uh, you know, damn impressive, especially at this stage of your career. 
Yeah. Last time Elkins was finished was three years ago. Last time he was finished before that was uh, eight years ago. So it doesn't happen. He's been – that was only the fourth uh, TKO slash knockout loss of his 36 uh, total pro fights. So, yeah. And probably the most impressive. emphatic, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, no doubt about that one. Was that a that was a Herb Dean one, right? I, I think I remember Herb dancing around. A bit. Yeah, that was, that was a decent <laughs> stoppage on him. It was. Yeah, and he had another one that I watched. I, I'm trying to remember which one. Yeah, he had another one. The one he stopped. One he stopped it, and it was a good good stoppage. So uh, we shouldn't have to mention. We shouldn't even notice the ref, but right, we should. Uh, <laughs> we certainly do when it's Herb. Yes, ref of the year, though everyone, official of the year, um, World MMA Awards. Uh, all right. Um, so the main card, I was, how many fights were there? Five or six? Was it a five? Uh, six. I was five and one on the main card, which I was very happy about. And Dan was three and three. There you go, Dan. That was the difference right there. So anyhow, main card, fun fights. I got my picks right. That's all that matters. Um, let me tell you about Better Fantasy before we finish off the rest of this night uh, of, of fights. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. Brand, they're a brand-new company looking to grow the early adopter community. But the Slick app, which is fun to use, one of the reasons we do love using it is they offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in some prop bets on Better Fantasy. Plus, they added a cool bonus. If you can get your entire league to join Better Fantasy, they'll give the league a $150 gift card. You get a sick-ass trophy from trophysmack.com. It's totally free to play. Download today on your iPhone or Android and check them out at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN, of course. B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And don't forget about prize picks. Told you about them earlier. Dan gave you the picks. Head over to prizepicks.com. Use promo code SGP, 100% deposit bonus. What more do you want than that? Amazing. And I see Devin Booker is back tonight, Dan. Things are looking up. Things are looking oh. up. And they're winning by 26 over the Hornets. So The, in, the entire Bulls are back. With the exception of Zach Levine, who's not actually back. But, but like right. they're, they're, the people in those uniforms are back, which has yeah. been a week coming. <laughs> Booker, Booker is back, but uh, hopefully he stays back. Cause things are getting a little crazy in the NBA. NBA is like they're – when this isn't an NBA podcast, guys, but it's they're like not sure if Cleveland's gonna have enough play like eight players to suit up for the next game. Yeah, things are getting. They just canceled a bunch of Nets games. Yeah, they. Yeah. Things are getting wild. Like COVID's over in the states, but uh, it isn't up here. We've got a whole bunch of new restrictions just in time for Christmas, which is lots of fun for everyone. So, anyhow, um, all right, this is not an Omicron podcast yet either. Maybe we'll do a spinoff Omicron podcast, Dan. Wouldn't that be fun? The Omicron Gambling Podcast. <laughs> yes, Omicron Tsunami Gambling Club Podcast. Um, all right, Dan's favorite – is he your favorite – I was going to ask you this, of our 100 episodes. Is Joe Mearshart your favorite guy to, to to pick, or do you still have others that are near and dear to your heart? Um, He's up there. Um, yeah. I used to bet on Stefan Struve a lot. <laughs> really? Not not within our 100 episodes. Have we no, had a Stefan Struve fight? No, I think he's been retired for longer than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I yeah I love me some Stefan Struve. Um, yeah. Sadly, Mearshart was not uh, his typical underdog in this fight, though. We got him at minus two thirty, which we hit, but wasn't certain that we were going to hit it. Was it? Um, he he pulled a submission, rear naked choke out two fifty eight into the third round. Do you think Stolfis was winning? It seemed like people like watching. I didn't think Stolfis was winning necessarily, so, but uh, so I added a round of piece going into the yeah. third. Yeah, uh, and then I would say Stolfus 
was winning the third, there's one moment that you can you can actually track it if you go back and watch where Stolfus holds onto an arm. It looks like he's trying to get a submission or take the back in like a really weird position, and he kind of like falls to his own back to do it and gives up a position against Mearshart. Mearshart winds up in a north south. You you could that's the moment he gave the fight away. Like I think it was still competitive. I think Stoltzfus was like on his way to winning the third, and I think as tired as Mearshart was, if you just didn't give him a chance to play on top, he probably loses that fight. And Stoltzfus made a very dumb error in going for the submission instead of going for the position, um, and I think it cost him. Um, and then Mearshart did what Mearshart does on the ground, which is work methodically and take your back and finish you. So, um, so I, I think maybe I was a little higher on where Stoltzfus was at that time. So I, I would say, yeah, Stoltzfus um, looked surprisingly good. I kind of, this is weird to say about a guy who's, is he 0-3 in the UFC? 0-3 yeah, in the I UFC? So. Yeah. I kind of want to see him again. Like, I don't know if we will, but yeah. I, you, I know, know. you know, I, I like to fire people. So Yeah, <laughs> you, you love firing people, that. but like, I kind of feel like Stoltzfus should get another one. Um, I mean, he was originally supposed to fight Anthony Hernandez, which wouldn't have gone any better than this. But, like, I feel like there are middleweights he'd beat. Um, and I might be wrong, but I feel like there's middleweights he'd beat. And, man, he he looked good enough. Uh, that's a, such a tough three-person run to get fired on. Kyle Dawkins, Rodolfo Vieta, and freaking Gerald Mearshart. Man, that would be a brutal firing. But um, So here's to hoping he gets one more. There you go. Oh, I forgot to mention Cub Swanson. Uh, I got the bonus. I'm not sure if Dan meant. Yeah, you mentioned that already. Excuse me. So it's uh, 50 grand for him also. But um, Harry Hunsucker, you want to see him fight again, Dan? <laughs> no. I, you Justin know, Toffa. I don't. Okay, first of all, <laughs> Toffa, Toffa has to be like our, our patron saint of our podcast going forward because uh, for hashtag Because he missed weight at heavyweight. <laughs> the only guy to miss weight at heavyweight, 267. He didn't look particularly heavier than, I guess it's only a pound or two, uh, but <laughs> you're not going to notice a pound or two on, on a frame like his, but um, yeah, it says he won via KO head kick, a minute 53 in, but um, it was a blocked head kick. He kicked so hard that a blocked head kick uh, put Harry Hunsucker out. Yeah, and he wasn't out-out, but it was a good no. stoppage, um, yep. and, and like, yeah. Um, was that the Herb Dean one you're thinking of, maybe? I think it is, actually, now that I think yeah. about it. Uh, but he's like, so regardless of, of whether or not it went, he's so good. Regardless of whether or not it was that one, like, I mean, like, just a really good performance by Tafa. It also played out like I thought it would. Tafa has a problem with being too complacent. Hunsucker yeah. like is going to force you to not be complacent, and in this case, it's like not even the right way to go about it. Um, I still have loads of questions about Tafa and what he's going to be able to do in the UFC, but yeah, um, especially if you're missing weight, heavy <laughs> weight. Yeah, and he, but he should beat somebody. Did you have you heard the story about uh, uh, Tafa on the bus back to the hotel with his brother? No. <laughs> so his brother Junior Tafa is an MMA fighter as well. He got He's shouted like, out last episode, actually. Yeah, yeah, I did mention Junior Junior Tafa. Um, and apparently, so while they were on the way back, uh, on the way back to the hotel, he took out his phone and had open the article that said. Justin Toffa was the first guy ever to miss weight at heavyweight, and he yelled out, "We did it, baby! We made history!" Yes, we did. <laughs> and uh, Mock, make a mockery of it. Apparently, Justin didn't think it was all that funny. <laughs> yeah, good. He shouldn't. That's very unprofessional of him. Um, yeah. As as to the next fighter who who I picked, 
even though I'm not a fan of her fighting, I have no faith in her ever being consistent, and she proved that she's consistently inconsistent. That would be Sajera Eubanks, who missed weight again, um, 127 and a half. See, the problem with make, making picks in advance, I would not have picked her if, if uh, knowing that she had missed, missed weight in this, this fight. That's, that's my excuse here. So anyhow, um, she did not look particularly good in this fight. Melissa Gatto did look particularly good. One TKO, body kick, and punches. 45 seconds into the third round, Gatto looks like a keeper. Yeah, I'm I'm really impressed in her. Her two fights in the UFC have been quite impressive. Uh, I'm excited to see what she does next. She also got a, a bonus too, which I'm I'm kind of glad they gave yes. it to her. That's a yep. freaking sick finish, and I, I feel like it yep. wasn't getting enough play at the time. But a body kick finish like that, man, yeah. and, and like uh, would she win in the fight? Probably, but um, yeah. there's a there was at least a question at that point. Um, so to get a big finish like that. You know, like good for her, and uh, yeah, like the the, the commentators being like, "Star Eubanks gets this weight thing under control. She'd probably be great for a 125." Like, dude, it's it's not like it's just happened a couple times. Exactly, it's, like, it's well documented. She can't make this weight, and the reason why she would be good at that weight is because she's too big for that weight. Like, <laughs> exactly, she, it's not like she's like extra skilled down a weight class, the or she's like undersized the weight class up. She's just enormous for that weight class, which is why she keeps fucking missing weight. Yeah, like, um, she doesn't belong at, at flyweight. Uh, it's well done. It's not bad cutting. It's just she's too big for it. She needs to be at Bantamweight. She's not big enough for Bantamweight. She needs to bulk up. Uh, but, yeah, nice to see her get knocked out after that. Yeah, you and I don't belong at flyweight either, Dan. That's just, That's right. just the way things work, man. Um, yeah, and it was nice to see Gatto, like you said, you see Gatto get the bonus. Um, I whiffed in this one. Gatto was better than advertised, or better in my eyes, I guess. Dan got it for plus 145, and I didn't know Eubanks was going to be a total head case again, which which she was, at least uh, with the weigh-ins. It's not like she puts on the most consistent performances, even when she does make weight, though. That's, that's the issue with her. So, um, Next person. This guy looked amazing. Too bad he didn't get himself a bonus. My fellow Canadian, I'll call him that because he won. Charles Era Jordan didn't get a finish. Uh, he came very close. 30-27, over Andre Ewell, who was on someone's podcast last week. Um, not that that's uh, related in any way whatsoever. Um, so we got Jordan minus 210. He looked amazing. Was was uh, having a very fun time in there. Came very close to finishing Ewell, but Ewell is a tough son of a gun. Yeah, I also thought Ewell looked better early in this fight than he did down at Bantamweight. And granted, yep. he was up against a guy who's very skilled and very good. Um, yep. But ultimately, like, I think this is the right weight class for him. Just like I said on the, the show on Wednesday, just a really bad stylistic matchup for him. Like, he shouldn't be fighting guys who can strike like Charles Jordan. Um, yep. Not not if you want him to win. So, uh, yeah, good performance by Jordan. He looked excellent. Loved the flurry at the end. Um, good to see him back in the win column because he did lose to Juicy J last time out. Um, yeah, he lost to me. Yep. Yeah, Don't say and, that name. That's not his name anymore. I stole it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you'll uh, – some work to do, but ultimately, uh, like I said, look better. Yep, definitely. You know it looks good all the time, so bad. Since when does sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. So bad is taking the social lineage of betting – and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with a new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. 
to have a fully functioning free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone who knows who, sorry, anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app, and it's purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io, see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want as long as somebody's on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN. SoBet, S-O-B-E-T dot I-O slash SGPN today to join the revolution. Did someone say SGPN and someone say app? Yes, I said both. SGPN app. Get it. We're now live in the App Store and Google Play. We give you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. You can get a notification when our podcast drops in case, you, for some reason, you're not uh, subscribed to the MMA Gambling Podcast feed, which you should, so you can get our podcast early every episode. Uh, and, and when you do get the SGPN ad, if you can throw us up an app review, a good app review, not one of these bad ones in the four-star. We want five-stars. We deserve it. That would be appreciated. All right, let's finish off the card. No, this is the one that I would like to have a do-over on because I did not know Macy Chason was going to come in as the heaviest female in the UFC ever. She missed weight for a women's featherweight fight, and she took the fight on a short notice. So if I knew both of those things, that I would have probably picked against her because they're two of the biggest stat, um, biggest um, – what am I trying to say, Dan? Two of the biggest, one of the biggest uh, indicators. Indicators, exactly. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. One of the two, two of the biggest stat indicators on who's going to win a fight. So she had both of those going against her. She didn't look particularly bad against Raquel Pennington, but she looked bad enough to lose. It's Pennington minus 195 submission, guillotine choke. Uh, Chase on actually uh, was looking very good in the fight, and then it was another one of those bad MMA thinking uh, moves, and she got herself caught in a. What is it called, Dan? A ten-finger choke, I believe they announced uh, it as. Uh, so it, it, you can call it a ten-finger choke or a ten-finger guillotine. Both both of those names are are normal names for it. So it, it's sort of known as a guillotine, but it's a ten-finger yeah. guillotine, which is when you you basically fold your fingers in half and tuck them underneath their right underneath their like trachea, basically, and you roll their head while pushing it with your your sternum. There you go. And if uh, someone in Springfield did it, would it be an eight-finger choke, Dan? Is, is that a, a knock the on Simpsons? The... No, the Simpsons. Uh, fingers, I, right? I, Not Springfield I, by your house. Springfield well, in uh, pretend Springfield. So I thought that was a knock on – so I'm going to tell you one more piece of my origin story real quick. Before oh. You but do you know <laughs> – so uh, I thought that was a knock on my grandparents because uh, oh. my my uh, on my my paternal side, my my – Grandpa, who's no longer with us, and my grandma uh, were walking around with a combined 16 fingers. Uh, how would I have known that, Dan? Explain that to me. I feel like First I probably all. would have told that story. No. Hey, that's, it's material for next week. I'll tell you why my family, my, my paternal grandparents had a grand total of 16 fingers between and the two of them. Had, let me tell and, you, they should have had 20. You should have at least 20, yeah. At least. <laughs> at least 20. And they had 16, and uh, more on that this upcoming Wednesday. <laughs> That's funny. Dan thinks I'm, I'm taking a dig at his uh, at his relatives <laughs> because I should have guessed that they, they, they didn't have enough fingers. No, it was a Simpsons reference, like like most things are on this podcast. So, yeah, I whiffed on this. I didn't know Chase Song was going to be overweight, obviously. Um, and she probably should have won the fight. She kind of got herself caught, right? This is one of those, oh, you got caught. I think it was one of those things where she felt power and didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Um, Cause like she got popped a couple of times on the cheek by, uh, 
by uh, Pennington, and, and I think that was enough for her to be like, I don't belong striking here, uh, and, and went to the grappling, and that's when she got caught. So um, I kind of think that's it. Do I think that that's fluky? No, I think that's kind of how Pennington would have to win is land in the bigger, more powerful shot. So, um, yeah, she did she get caught? For sure. Is that probably the way it was going to end anyway? For sure. Um, yeah, Pennington's kind of uh, on the upswing now, isn't she? This is a few wins in a row for I don't have it right in front of me because we like to look things up on the fly in this year podcast. I'm just checking out my, my standings. But she's she's on a bit of a swing up, is she not? Um, you don't remember either. No, yeah, she's won three straight. So yes, she yeah. definitely she's four and four or five. So yeah, she's in my standing. She's all the way up to third because featherweight bantamweight is very actually fourth. I forgot about new champ Juliana Pena has has lapped the field here for some reason. But yeah, she's jumping up there. I'm not saying she's gonna be a title contender again, but she's on a nice little run. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Dan's not sold. He's not definitely not uh, buying. Uh, Raquel Pennington stock, even though she, he picked her. I can tell you're not impressed, Dan. I'm yeah, I'm not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how are you impressed with this? Dante Mays beat our boy Josh Breezen, who he had picked. TKO elbows three minutes uh, twenty six seconds into the third round. I can tell you how we got this plus one sixty dog run. Uh, Dante Mays is a wrestler now, apparently. I mean, Dante Mays. Uh, Dante Mays looks like he's developing his game really well. Like, when he got signed to the UFC, the way that some people talked about him on the regional scene made it sound like he was who he was this past weekend. Um, and, and, like, he looked really good. Um, he didn't in his first two fights. He looked really good here. Um, I mean, he was on, like, one of the very first contender series fights. Didn't look good then either. But, um he appears to have, like, reached the actual potential that we thought. And uh, it would be interesting to see moving forward because that's two in a row for John Taylor. It is. And he was trying to be the first guy to finish a fight via um, crotch strikes to the face. That was <laughs> pelvic, amazing, right? pelvic, th- pelvic, pelvic thrust. thrust. <laughs> TKO, pel- TKO pelvic thrust. Yeah, that, that could work, actually. Man, if he um, if he did that, he would have definitely gotten a performance bonus. <laughs> but he would have been instead. Justin Toff is is still our hero uh, for coming in overweight. Um, all right, and then so we got that one wrong, and Dan also got the opener wrong, which was very nice. Speaking of b- dumb, uh, bad MMA thinking, um, Matt Sales, they were calling him Sales, right? They weren't calling him the fancy way you were saying it. Sales, or Salas. No wonder the Alabamians thought you talk funny. Um, Jordan <laughs> Jordan Levitt Levitt uh, submitted him inverted triangle choke uh, two oh five into the second round because Matt Sales thinks he's a grappler and he's gonna grapple with Jordan Levitt. Well, uh, yeah, there's nothing more to say than just this is a low fight IQ moment because like man, he was looking pretty good on the feet. He even sprawled on a couple of takedowns expertly uh, and then just didn't disengage. It wasn't even that he, like, tried to grapple, but it was that he, like, sprawled on a takedown and didn't get out of there. He just hung around, which allows you to shoot yep. a second time or reshoot. And, like, that's why he wound up on the bottom. Uh, and then for a second on the top and then uh, tapped out even though he was on the top. So, yeah. yep. Uh, At least Jordan, Jordan Levitt didn't make love to his face. Like, um like the man in the fight after this coming up. Don't tell me. Correct. Correct. This. Um, this, yeah. there's, a, there's a silver lining here. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I was still pretty bummed because I had the, yeah. the dog pick here. And, uh, man, he's, I think he had a real path to victory there and just didn't use it. 
Yeah, I had Levitt minus one fifteen. So what do you think of the the monkey god, monkey king? Sorry, I, monkey king. I I really like his grappling. I really think yep. he's he's too one dimensional at this time to really yeah, give any really thought to, especially in, especially in that division. You know what I mean? Yep. Like there yep. there are unranked guys out there. Like I mean, like Matthew Gamrot was not ranked coming into this fight. What what would Gamrot do to to Jordan Levitt? And I just mean that from the the standpoint of like Gamrot can strike and stop you from grappling. And anybody in that division who can do that can beat Jordan Levitt. Yep. And because it's Christmas and I like to fire people, I think Matt Sales is probably gone. One and three in the UFC miss weight once. Um, we we joked about him getting up to 250, but you know kudos to him for getting down to 155 for for weigh-in. So. Um, that's quite impressive, but yeah, one and three in the UFC didn't quite work out for him. And has been twisted and inverted triangles now. So yeah, I doesn't sound like fun. I don't really, I don't really hate that decision either. It's like I, I make these things happen, Dan. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll tell Dana that we've decided, sorry, it's time to go, Matt. So that wrapped up pretty good, pretty good, um, pretty, pretty, pretty good. And to, um, a pretty good year in the UFC. It was a pretty fun fight card all around. Lots of lots of finishes again. We we've had a stretch here where we we're getting nonstop finishes. We've had we had four three decision decisions last night out of thirteen fights. It's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. It was a if you like finishes. It was an action pack card. It was. Oh, and we I forgot to mention we did lose a fight um, right before Rio de Barcelos, Trevin. No, Victor Henry. We lost Trevin Jones already before that. Um, we lost that right before due to that COVID thing, which doesn't exist anymore, um, reared its head again. So we ended up with 13 fights. And, and that fight is already rescheduled for January oh, yeah. 15th. The very next fight card will be breaking down. There you go. So that's, yeah, that's it for 2021. Um, and that's it for episode 100. Yeah, next um, next episode, we're not going away though. UFC may go dark. Uh, everybody's going dark, but we're not going dark. We even have an episode planned on Boxing Day up here in Canada, um, which is a holiday, Dan. So hopefully, I get double pay on that day. I, I would say we both should. We, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm going to make you work too. So we'll talk about all the Christmas presents we got and everything that day. But next episode uh, is going to hit on Wednesday. I was thinking, since Santa's coming soon, Dan, or uh, whatever holiday um, our listeners are, since we have listeners all over the world, you could be celebrating something else. Hopefully you're celebrating something because it's fun to celebrate, regardless of what you're celebrating. Um, but Santa's coming to Dan and my house. Hopefully he's coming to your house, Dan. Were you a good boy this year, Dan? Uh, good enough, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Hopefully, um, and so to put MMA spin in, I thought next episode we will – each of us will – this is something we're actually going to have to do homework on for – I guess we could do it on the fly, too. That would be actually in um, – Way funnier. More, <laughs> way funnier. It would be more uh, more in line with with how this podcast is run. But we are going to pick a fight we want Santa to bring us from each weight class in the UFC uh, in the next year. Hopefully we won't – I think – I don't want to put too many rules and regulations on it, but try to make it a, a possible fight, like not someone who hasn't fought for – decades or anything like that try to make it a, a fight that could actually happen um and then we'll we'll tell you why we want to make it happen and maybe i'll make dan put a imaginary betting line on it since we are a gambling podcast yeah i like that should be fun and hey it could even be a fight that's already booked if you want if if that's the fight that you think is the best uh the the, the best fight in that weight class that you want to see then then so be it if it's uh, already booked then so be it um I'm sure Dan's going to be Macy Barber versus someone. She's already got a fight, though, book. Does she not, Dan? So 
I think I, she does. Do we have to DQ people who are already booked? <laughs> no, no, you don't. That's the thing. No, go because because we get hope for it right? at the end of, end, end yeah. of twenty twenty two. Oh, yeah. he's gonna pick. He's gonna pick her getting murdered by someone. He's gonna pick. I mean, I love Valentina Shevchenko or something. <laughs> I love her versus Aaron Blanchfield. I think Blanchfield fucking oh, murders her right. too. But yes. uh, no, I've got better picks than that. All right. So anyhow, we will next episode, and if. Not even next episode, but episodes going forward. If anyone has a topic or a question they would like us to address on the podcast, uh, by all means, um, let us know. Um, make our jobs easier. So you can hit us up in the Slack channel, which is lots of fun, especially on, on fight nights. Uh, SGPN, um, search for us, search for our Slack channel, join it, find the the uh, category for fights, and um, like it's uh, we seem to be getting new members all the time, and it's it's really jumping on. On fight nights, so that's fun. So you can hit us up in there um, under our names, or just put a message in the in the message board. I'm always checking it. Or on Twitter, I'm Jeff Fox Writer, and he is Gumby Vreeland. Um, so yeah, if you have ideas or if you have something you were you want Smart Dan to answer, then by all means, uh, let us know. Um, I guess that's all I really have to tell you. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday. Like I said, we're not going anywhere. We, we will find something to talk about. I have lots of ideas of things being talked about over the next few weeks. So um, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter. Like I said, get in the Slack. If that's, that's your type of thing, it's lots of fun. Like I said, very good community, no real dirt bags in there other than Dan. So it's, it's a, it's a good thing. Um, you don't have to um, have uh, people harassing you and that type of thing. Like I said, other than, than Dan, actually he's, I'm the one harassing people about stuff more, more often than not. Um, you can listen to his podcast, but we'll, we'll, they probably aren't coming out until uh, next. You can listen to Top Turtle. There won't be a prelim primer for our picker. Primer. Primer. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's primer. Am I right? You're right. You're, you got it. <laughs> there, won't be, there won't be a prelim primer for a few weeks, but there will be Top Turtle still, right? There is, yeah. And this week we have on uh, – so I, I've got a laundry list of guys who are going to be fighting on the 15th who I've all yep. already interviewed – um, cool. So we're, we're going to have like fighters with fights coming up nonstop through this break every single week. Uh, this week I got Brandon Raw Dog Royval on uh, as he gets Ooh, ready for maybe. his fight, and that could be a good nickname to steal. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm thinking about that. Okay, Ramiz Brahimai as well. So uh, a couple of good ones this week, and and I've got some real doozies coming up in the weeks, including one I did today. Um, that is a lot of fun. So make sure you're listening. Was Ramiz Coach was he the guy coaching last night? For he Fortis? was, yeah. He okay, actually, right. He, he coached uh, both of the Fortis people who did not win, um, because uh, Safe Saud was at the Jake Paul fight. No, the Darren Williams fight, Dan. Yes, uh, <laughs> his boss's fight <laughs> is where he was. Yeah, his uh, his the well, I guess they co-own it, so I wouldn't yeah, call him a boss. It's but true. They, they co-own his it. Partner, Dar- Darren Williams is most of the money, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but Safe runs the biz. And Darren Williams won his fight, so there you go. And we may, we almost made it through the whole podcast without mentioning that that thing, Dan. But you mentioned that guy's name. We're not gonna start talking night. about it now. <laughs> but guess who I'm getting on the MMA manifesto? Guess who's bringing in all the traffic today? Tyrone Woodley. <laughs> so it's like the UFC didn't even happen last night. So anyhow, um, so listen to Top Turtle. There's not a curse. Both those guys are going to win their next fight for sure. Wait a minute, Fortis, you interviewed. Remy's already before yeah. he coached last night. I, hmm, I am interested. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Very, very interesting. 
And we how did these guys not, do last we night? We may or may not have talked about him cornering too. <laughs> mm, very, very interesting. Anyhow, there's no curse though. Yeah, come on, there's no curse, guys. Curses are that's that's silly stuff. Um, I think does everybody do everything they're supposed to do? I always have all these uh, yeah, things to tell everyone to do. You're at a good. You're at a good spot. All right, go ahead. You, you can say bye, Dan. Hi, I'm Dan Gibby Freeland. He is Raw Dog Jeff Fox. Yes. <laughs> we'll catch you on Wednesday.